Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Episode 89 of Below the Belt in association with Boxing Social. Uh, Felonius, you're making your Boxing Social debut today. How does that feel? Oh, God. I wonder what they're going to clip up of me then. <laughs> Alex got clipped up last time, even though, <laughs> even though he's blissfully unaware. Was I? See what I mean? Yes. <laughs> That's Alex. He had no idea. Everyone's heard your voice. Yes. He doesn't even know. What was it? Oh, they clipped up your prediction. Fucking hell. <laughs> You shouldn't be allowed yeah. to clip up predictions. Pay attention, you've actually got it. <laughs> to be fair, yours was not as bad as mine. I went for yeah, the hold on a minute. Yeah, I they clipped up. I thought it was because you were like Dubois and free. I didn't say that. I finally said that. No, they got said. yours. They've. It was a bit of both of us. It was a half yeah. and half. It was half and half. Um, T, as it's your debut, mm-hmm. I want to put the first big meaty question to you. If that's all right. Oh, God, okay, go on then. Should Daniel Dubois retire? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, because he's 23. But um, I think he needs to have um, glasses and a big nose disguise in the future. You know, I mean, like like in those cartoons, you know, he can't show his face again after that. (laughs) Mugged off Joe Joyce's mum, then she mugs him off. Oh yeah, I love that that little message she said. I saw you, I saw you quit. Well, actually, no, I didn't. Factory <laughs> <laughs> up, funny lady. For those of yeah. you that weren't aware, um, Daniel Dubois in the build up to the fight said some not nice things about Joe Joyce's mum, who is mostly blind, like ninety three percent blind, and now yeah, she's kind of laughing. Um, so it was a cracking fight, wasn't it? I think for the first time in a long time, I got the pre-fight jitters. 
you know, when they were kind of ring walking and when they were kind of getting in the ring, it was about to start that first round. You can you know that tension, that feeling you get during a big fight. Did you guys feel that at all? Al, Al did you feel that? Uh, I'd say jitters. I mean, I was excited because I genuinely, uh, I genuinely wasn't sure who who was going to win. And I kind of, um, mm. and I, I did flip flop a little bit. I thought um, after the first couple of rounds, I actually thought, uh Dubois was gonna was gonna get him out of there only because um I wasn't really paying attention to the to the corners in between rounds but and also I thought well Joyce has taken a few shots uh heavy shots and he's kind of he has taken a step back and I just thought well if he keeps going with that and I think he will get him eventually but after a bit of time it was two things that kind of made me realize that I think Joyce has got this one after a couple of rounds or three four rounds I actually thought I think Joyce has probably taken all he's got now in terms of power and he looks fine. Um, and also just the pure panic that was in Dubois corner. Like it was, you're in the, this is the fight game. This, this is what it's all about. And I'm like, we're not even in round four yet. Just calm down. Just like, look, I want you to do, you're doing this a bit too much. You're not doing enough of that. I don't know. It just all felt a bit rocky, you know, like after, um, uh, in that corner and he also had um you know they were trying to look after the eyes the same time as giving him instructions like his his, his trainer you know he didn't have to actually have anyone just yeah. doing uh, doing the eye as well which which bothered me but no I, I was nervous but i really enjoyed it and i was looking forward to it as well it was um like properly looking forward to it there hasn't really been anything in I mean, was there anything in Fight Camp I was really hyped for? I mean, White Povetkin I was looking forward to. I'm not going to lie about that. But that really is about it. So, yeah, it was first time in a while I've been genuinely, genuinely interested. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, T? Did you, was it, does this kind of thing get you going? Like domestic kind of heavyweight thing? Is that, does that sort of thing do it for you? Yeah. um, I mean, I was fairly excited. I think when the ring, when the the bell went, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen here, but... A lot of people are saying Dubois was was ahead and miles ahead, but I felt that the fight was never fought at Dubois' pace throughout. You know that mm. was my takeaway from it. Um, the commentators pointed out, probably about round three, that Dubois' face was reddening because he just couldn't miss the mm. jab, and I just thought that you know I thought you know he might he might get him out of there, but I just thought Joyce was in control. He seemed calm. Um, you know, he's got a very good chin. But then maybe Dubois' power is overrated. I think that was mentioned um, before. A couple of his barring partners have said, well, he's got power, but it's not Deontay Wilder levels where he get you out of there with one shot. So, no, I think Joyce's experience showed showed a great deal. But yeah, it, was, it, was, it was nice to see a domestic fight. People risking the O. But I guess all the talk would be if, if he's another O'Hara Davis or if he can come again. But we'll, we'll come to that, I suppose. Uh, Al, how... How was you? How was you scoring the fight? You know, you know, going into what was it? It was round ten when the when the stoppage happened. How mm. how did you feel like the fight was going? How was you scoring it? I usually do score fights, but I didn't this time because I was like, you know, I'm just going to okay. try and enjoy this, especially with heavyweights. Um, no, I thought, like I said, I thought after the first couple of rounds, I thought actually Tamar is is catching him, um, and can it can he keep taking this stuff? And and Joyce's style is very like it's slow. And it's mm. it's it's not plodding, but it's 
I don't quite know how to describe. You can tell he's got obviously a fantastic amateur background, but also that you know it just I, I thought he'd be a bit easier to hit. You know, Dubois' jab is decent. Um, I just couldn't just couldn't get going. So I, I swung a couple of different ways during the fight. But yeah, like I said, after after a few rounds, I thought, Do you know what? I think he has got him with everything that he's probably got. And Joyce actually looks all right. Um, and then it was more alarming in the corners. I mean, Daniel Dubois at some point in at certain pictures, and I know we're only seeing on TV. You can't see it his brain, but he looked um, scared. Not uh, scared might be the wrong word. Who, who am I to call you know Daniel Dubois scared? But he looked yeah. shaken, mm-hmm. and uh, that was it for me. I was like, yeah, he, I I think he's just maybe froze a little bit. Um, I I ended the night feeling quite sorry for Daniel Dubois, but also you know very pleased for Joe Joyce because he seems like a a nice dude. And uh, at 35, he's going to have some opportunities. He won't get then boringly matched. Now he's going to have to go for it, which is good for everyone. Yeah, that's fair. T, do you think that perhaps you know Martin Bowers? He's been around for a while, but he's never you know he's never trained someone. That he's not like someone like an established name at like a world level big fights, really, really big fights. Do you think perhaps his corner lacked experience or do you think that um, Joyce was just too good on the night? I think there's a bit of both. When you're having all these fights and having it all your own way, you're hyped up mm. by your promoter, which is his job. You know, saying you know you can fight Dillian White tomorrow and he'll give him a, and he'll give him a fight. You know, saying these kind of things and you go into a fight and you're not having it your own way. You, you know, you're having your face jabbed off. They're taking your best shots. You probably needed that reassurance from his corner. And you know, mm-hmm. Alex said earlier on, they're kind of giving them sort of generic boxing movie instructions instead of like, you know, move your head a bit for fuck's sake. <laughs> He's jabbing you. You can't miss with the jab. Move your head. You know, take away his jab, use your feet a bit. I mean, I think that, I mean, Daniel Dubois did have a little bit of an amateur career, but I think, you know, you need to be in the trenches. And maybe they, maybe his team thought that this is a fight where he comes through a rocky period and comes over and, and you know, ends up on top. But he didn't this time. But I think it's all down to his age. He's 23. He'll bounce back. I don't think, I don't see him getting rid of um the uh, Martin Bowers. But I guess conversations will need to be had. But you know what, right? We need to start having this conversation. I'm bringing into this conversation, but and conversations. But that that's okay. That's okay to make a jump and then find out you're not quite ready. You know, everyone's saying about you know, and I said it as mm. well. But perhaps he might be better served by having someone like a Brian Jennings or or whatever in in before this fight. And it's it's probably true. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make the fact that it, mm. it doesn't make him wrong. For, for, for taking this fight, particularly in the times that we're in. I know this was kind of booked before before COVID, but you know, mm. it, that's okay. That's okay to jump in the in the pool and find out it's a bit deeper than you thought. You know, because if anything, he's gonna learn more from from that fight at the weekend than he was arguably having, you know, a couple of mini step ups. You know, he would learn the same lesson, just hell of a fucking lot quicker. I think that's a valid idea. I think that's a valid point. And I think I think you're right. I think it's okay for him to go in against, you know, an elite amateur like Joe Joyce was. And he's clearly, you know, at a good level. He was unlucky in the Olympic final um, against uh, Tony Yoka. And I think it's okay for him to have lost this fight. Um, 
And I think it's clear now, hindsight being 2020, that Dubois wasn't given the fights in order to prepare him for a guy of Joe Joyce's experience. Um, And they'll learn a lesson from that, you would hope. You would hope that, you know, they would learn a lesson from that. You said you wasn't scoring it, Al. Did Mm. you have kind of like a feeling of who was winning, who was not winning? Genuinely not. I I thought it was quite tight. The bigger the eye got, the more I was, you know, I thought they might actually pull him out at one point. Uh, the roundy, the roundy eventually took a knee. Um, I actually thought I wouldn't be surprised if they actually pull him out now because it was shut. Um, and I thought, and I was surprised that, uh, well, maybe not surprised, but I was surprised that the ref didn't pay more attention to the eye in between rounds and maybe even, um, Ask for it to have a look, be looked at uh, at least once in however many rounds it was, eight rounds. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I I I had a few, I kept going back and forth. I, I started to think, well, I think Joyce will get it if it keeps carry on like this, and I think Joyce will get it. But there was, you know, he'd then have a little flurry, uh, Dubois, and then look quite tired. Um, and again, that comes from someone hitting you back, you know. So uh, mm. no, I, I I went back and forth with it. Uh, a little bit. I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to sit here and say that um, I knew straight away, but after a few rounds, I was I was definitely leaning more towards uh, towards Joyce. I think you make a good point about the referee. Uh, we when we recorded the preview, Al, we made a big point about Ian John Lewis being the referee, um, and I think our concern was that he would jump in for a non-stoppage, uh, you know, a you know stoppage that wasn't. This time, that wasn't his failings. His failings was um, that he didn't do the thing that you would normally do, i.e. get the doctor to have a look at his eye after four or five rounds, do you think, T, that, you know, probably when you would check an eye normally like that. How soon did you think, fuck me, his eye's bad, T? To be fair, I mean, I was was watching on the stream, which is a bit naughty, so I didn't have a great look at it. I thought it was was something that I probably passed, but... I guess in hindsight, maybe seven, eight rounds in, because it was clear it was being targeted. It was like a wrestling match with a target Randy Savage's knee over like half an hour. You know, it's like <laughs> that for the it's like yeah. that for the entire fight. Just same shot every time, same part of his face. He wasn't doing anything to avoid it. And you know, maybe Ian John Lewis could have done better there, but it's it's difficult. I mean, this is all this is all hindsight. Um, what I wanted to ask you, Cal, was about the scorecards because you posted them from the main podcast twitter account could you remind yeah. us what the what the scores were yeah so one of them was really wide there was a rumor going around that 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 one had dubar up by eight rounds that is not the case at all yeah. so the, the the judges had it 86 85 88 83 both to dubar and then the other card was 87 84 to joyce uh so the the widest card was the 88 83 so dubar up by five and i'm yeah. pretty sure that was john latham that posted that one um i had it 86 85 dubois personally so that's the same as one of the judges but the other two 87 84 i think it was i think personally it was quite a close fight mm. um and there was a few rounds in there that were pretty that were pretty close and i think if you had either guy one or two rounds up i think that's completely fine i think 88 83 to dubois is ridiculous to be no, honest but it's boxing it's in britain sorry no, so I was going to say, given their styles, it's about what you what you like, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, I think I think what was happening was uh, Joyce was very jab happy. And that's totally fine because he couldn't fucking miss with it. He couldn't miss with the jab. And so he just kept throwing it. But he wasn't really throwing any right hands. And then in the, I think it was in the second round and a few of the rounds after that, Dubois, his kind of tactic was to just fucking pile in. He yeah. didn't really have the finesse. He didn't have the footwork. He didn't move his head enough. So he would just fucking try and steam in with one twos. Um, that was kind of the only thing he knew what to do. And that's why I said to you guys during the fight, I could see Dubois ahead here because I think there'll be one judge that won't like the just the jabbing, just the jabbing and moving, and someone will like what what kind of Dubois doing. Yeah. Um, Al, talk to me about the ending. Um, talk to me about the finish. Talk to me about what kind of your initial response was when he when he went dropped to his knee. Uh, well, surprise because you don't see it. I mean, you don't. You hear all the time about you know, boxers saying I need to be carried out or die in the ring and all this, you know, uh, us as perhaps normal human beings thinking, well, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> but you don't see it. So, mm. um, yeah, it was, was shock. And then I thought I thought he'd take a knee and then he'd get back up and kind of retreat, go and maybe last the round or the towel would come in. Um, mm. And it's difficult to know what to make of it, really. I'm, I, I'm not... I was angry that uh, Carl Frampton and David Hay went in on him as uh, the whole quitting thing mm. so much. Maybe it's because of his age. Maybe because of it, it was just such a, a um, you know, it's a big a big step for him. I just felt, I don't know, it's difficult as us saying look, you know, people like us saying you know you shouldn't be quitting or whatever like that. But when you hear all the other boxers saying like it, as if he's you know broken some sacrificial law uh it just it just annoys me and i don't know whether that's right or wrong or what you know that's what makes boxers so you shouldn't do it i don't know but um part of me was like sensible (laughs) do you know what if you if you can't see and you're thinking do you know what i'm just not ready for this then why not take a take a, a, a seat and say do you know what i'll come back another day um regardless of what people say or think you know i doubt he's making all those decisions in his edit at that time but you know he clearly wasn't 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 up for it and um you know and, and i said to a few people on 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 twitter after you know there was a couple of people saying you know well you know if he can't get through this or he can't stick with it you know you've got to have that attitude at least and you know going out on your shield and i was like Do you know what? if he's got a broken orbital bone which which in yeah, from everything we're hearing that that is the case and you, and you can't see yeah you know you've got a long career ahead of you hopefully is it is it worth it you know and we've seen people mm. with, with broken orbital bones who have also you know maybe not quite as evidently quit as that but you know i felt kelbrook you know <laughs> turned his head away you know and decided that he'd had enough against against errol spence you know i was we were like 30 feet away mm-hmm. you know um and there's yeah. been and other times that that we've seen those types of types of injuries and I, I don't know it just it made me uneasy the the pile in afterwards uh, and I don't know whether that's right or wrong I don't know but I I felt uncomfortable about it um, that he should have to get you know that he'll have this label now I think that's unfortunate for a 23 year old yeah 
yeah i think that's a shame and then you know obviously people afterwards and you know all the you know even boxing social it's you know there's full of um people giving their two pennies worth and as are we um t um um am i right in thinking that the decision shouldn't have been dubois to make well, i guess in hindsight no but also again it points to his inexperience maybe if he had a bit more ring generalship and the ring ring smarts he could have maybe seen the round out or maybe raised the alarm mm. maybe told the corner look you know i'm really struggling in my eye maybe just give me one more round um it reminded me a lot. I think someone else brought up on Twitter. I should have probably made a note of their handle. But Gary Mason against Lennox Lewis, the same thing happened there. Mm-hmm. I think Mason had a detached retina, I believe, before he had a history of mm-hmm. that. So the issues of his eyes anyway. Lennox hits him on the sweet spot. His face, you know, contorts, you know, and then Lennox just powers it and the referee calls it off. Maybe Dubois. I mean, I, like Alex, mm-hmm. I expected him to get up at eight and just maybe see the round out and then the referee mm-hmm. steps in. Maybe that would have been seen as maybe that wouldn't have been um, as much of a quit job, for want of a better term, than than we saw. I don't know, but I think maybe I don't know. Maybe it's it's the eye bit. I think for me, I don't know where it is. Maybe because I I work in a, in an in an eye health industry, and I just know that the lines between uh, a bad injury and then something that never ever comes back. Um, uh to do with eyes in particular is minuscule it is fucking minuscule um right. and it's that shit scary man <laughs> i don't know it's but then i'm not i'm not a, uh, a fighter i'm not a good one anyway um but that it just makes me uncomfortable it just made me uncomfortable I, i'd like to think yeah. that he felt shit yeah, this is bad and i am and he panicked and that can happen to a 22, 23 year old who's now evidently not, you know, or probably also fell out of his depth at the same time. I think there should be some allowance for that. Yeah, I think I think you're both right. I think I think it is the inexperience. Uh, part of me likes to feel that when they saw him take the knee like that, that the towel should have came in. Um, but again, like T said, some the trainer possibly expected him to get up on eight. Mm. Um, and then try to just kind of tuck up and make it through the round. So perhaps that's why he didn't throw the corner, uh, the towel in. Uh, also, you know, as we've already mentioned, you know, the referee, you know, the referee could have had a check on it and taken the decision out of his hands. And that's that's kind of the concerning thing for me is that the referee, uh, there's a doctor. Oh, I hope there was a fucking doctor there. We didn't see him or her. Um, and the corner, none of them thought fuck this eye's bad let's get him out of here it seems to be and it's we've spoken about this before about brave corners and you know uh, the term brave corners is always used because of they're, they're brave on their fighters behalf um by by making them keep going and keep going but for me a brave corner is someone that's willing to piss off their fighter and upset their fighter by making the hard decision and that's you know sometimes throwing in the towel I will um, say though, I thought I thought Ian John Lewis actually had a decent night. I he did actually. I, said, I, right. I thought he, like I said, I, I was worried that he would kind of be in there all the time. But he actually let them clinch. He let them work it out quite a lot of the time, which was to Dubois' benefit. Um, yeah, I, 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 I didn't really have any complaints. I would have liked to have think that he would have had a look at the eye, but you know, there was hardly a huge amount of panic coming from the corner um, mm. to it 
either you know specifically about the eye they were just more panicked in general really um so yeah that's just what i want to say about uh, i think the i think the discourse around quitting is more the mentality of dubois it's not so much the fact that he went at his knee and mm-hmm. took the 10 count it's the fact that as you said earlier on he had a lack of ideas and it wasn't going his way and then the eye just kind of compounded that so it was going to be like i mean it's off we off Every great fighter going up through the ranks has a gut check. And normally a gut check ends in you winning the fight. You know, you maybe taste the canvas a bit, come back, win the fight on points or knock the other guy out. You know, his gut check ended with him, you know, quitting in, in round 10. And it's going to be important. It's going to be interesting to see how he comes back, if he comes back. And he'll have to put that to bed because that's always going to follow him until he, until he wins a world title, which given his age, is a, is a possibility. He's got a long way to go in his career, so so we'll see. So, really, I mean, the question is, is, you know, has he just been matched and brought through very poorly in in mm. in hindsight? You know, I've watched, um, I've heard Eddie Hearn talk today, I was just listening to Frank Warren before we, before we started here about, you know, what's the, you know, has he just been matched all the way through? properly you know has he you know the claim is really that he's only really for english domestic title levels you know and then gone into this mm. um you know has and, and and as a bt as a broadcaster's uh main project you know main you know long stay in terms of what their kind of coverage was going to be based around other than tyson obviously um was daniel dubois you know and have have has that clouded the judgment in terms of his matching and his progression rather than actually what the benefit is to the fighter and his and his progression of his talent you know and that's what's ended up putting him in this horrible situation the what i was gonna say the parallel is is of anthony yard a little bit because anthony yard and um, dubois have a similar trajectory you know the three of us have been to a few warren cards with a bow fort on undercards or main cards and the people that are put away of, of a similar level um, Yard falls short against Kovalev and Dubois falls short now. I mean, I don't think anyone predicted that that's how it was going to go. It's not like um, Joyce is a killer or anything. You know, Joyce has got, got power, but you can see the shots coming. It's just, maybe it's styled. Maybe the style of Dubois fighting in straight lines was made for Joyce. And, and that's how the fight bore out. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he just, like we've said before, I think... Um, Dubois wasn't ready. He wasn't ready to. He wasn't given the fights that he needed to prepare him for a guy like Joe Joyce. And like you said, you see the shots come in. He's got pop. Obviously, he's a fucking massive guy. He's big. He was bigger than Dubois weight and height. Um, and he just wasn't prepared for it. He wasn't given the give. Wasn't given the right fights for it. And that you know what? Like Al said, that's absolutely fine. Um, I feel like we, you know. Kind of like BT Sport, uh, we've given you know most of our attention to Daniel Dubois, I guess, because of the manner of the defeat. But Joe Joyce was excellent, wasn't he? He really was a very good performance. What, Al, what do you think? Where would you kind of rate him now? And what do you think is next for him, for Joe Joyce? Uh, I think, oh, hold on a minute. Someone's at my door. Maybe it's Daniel Dubois. I'll be back <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> Um, Go on, T. No, the, what do you they, think? What do you think is next for Joe Joyce? Uh, well, I think um, Usyk called him out 
um, Yoka called him out. Mm. So this would be one of those two. I don't think it'll be Yoka because, you know, he's kind of fighting in, you know, fighting in France, not really a big fighting country. Yeah. Maybe 2021 is the year things happen for him. But I'm guessing if he's going to WBO route, Dubois was at number two. I don't know if Joe Joyce gets that place automatically. Is that how the that, that works in the rankings? But I think he'll be ranked pretty highly. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so um and I guess with Sam Jones he can fight anyone. There's no promotional clash from that point of view. Mm-hmm. But I'd imagine he'll fight Usyk and I'd imagine Usyk will probably win fairly comfortably given given his that how he's fleet of foot. I don't see I don't see Joyce laying a glove on him, but what the fuck do I know? He'll probably go the other way. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah, it just wipe him out wipe him out in two rounds. Was that your Chinese Al? <laughs> Uh, no, it was Frank Warren asking if I'd be the face of BT Sport. <laughs> uh, step in. You're gonna, is Lyndon exclusive? Well, Lyndon Arthur's pulled I've out. Alex is stepping in. No, I've got Tyson Fury. What I really <laughs> need is someone who looks exactly like him, but a bit shorter and a bit fatter. Could, can you do this job for me? <laughs> um, what was the question about Joyce? What does he do yeah, next? Yeah, he was just talking about Joyce, yeah. I, I mean, he's got, you know, Usyk. I mean, it's just... Makes makes sense, really, you know. So, um, uh, which I don't think he wins, but he'll make some decent money, and that's fine, you know. I, Joe Joe Joyce is, uh, I'm never quite sure whether he's bantering us or not in terms of like <laughs> the way he talks and the way he handles himself. I don't know whether he's just kind of just so dry in his humour that I just don't get it, <laughs> or. Uh, or whether he's just, you know, quite a, a, a simple matter of fact type of chap. He's never going to be massively box office in terms of his character, and his fight style isn't necessarily massively, you know, entertaining and 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 Hollywood. Uh, so it's about trying to get him the most logical fights he can get, whilst earning the most money. And I think that's probably that's probably the one. Yeah, so I guess it's all about the politics, really. I was looking at the the rankings earlier, and I was well, he's top was, ten, aren't he? Well, he, yeah. So before the before the fight, he was a, number eleven with the WBC, and he was number eleven with the WBO um, by coincidence. He's not ranked by the WBA, even though he had the WBA gold belt. But he's not ranked by them, and he's not ranked by uh, the IBF. Uh, I think that's probably because he had the no was it him or Dubois that had the WBC silver um it may have been maybe that it may be because he had the WBC silver but there's Dubois was number two I'm not sure you asked if he'll if he'll take that spot I'm not sure if he will take that spot or if they'll move Joseph Parker up to number two I think Joseph Parker was number three but he does take that spot okay that's good then if he gets number two that's Usyk number one and um Joyce being number two and Usyk has said quite recently that he is looking to push his mandatory he is looking to get his mandatory shot and get it as soon as possible really he's not waiting around he wants his shot and so if you know if Joshua wants to fight Tyson Fury next year uh, which everybody fucking wants we all want that uh, then uh, the WBO may strip Joshua or they may say okay you can defend the wbo title in an undisputed title fight and they may make like an in an interim title fight or a final eliminator between you know Usyk and, and joyce or something like that but 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think every, everything points to Usyk. When Joyce was asked after the fight, the first thing he did was did the impression of Usyk, didn't he? <laughs> he did an impression of Usyk. It was quite funny. Like straight away, he was like, "I want you, I want you, Usyk." <laughs> it was just quite, it was just quite funny. It did amuse me. Um, so yeah, that that's what that's what kind of makes sense now. And Al, I guess Dubois, it's rebuilding, isn't it? It's the best back to domestic level. Yeah, let's let's make sure yeah make sure he's healthy make sure he's happy uh take a look uh, you know review you know analyze review his corner perhaps i think he needs more experience in his corner proper as much experience as he as he can get um and maybe come back in a couple of eight rounders get yourself going again um and then look at fighting for maybe a british title when that becomes available and go from there yeah that makes that makes absolute sense. T, did you watch Tony Yoka? Of course, I did. watched bits of it. It's a very weird fight. Very, very weird fight. Yeah, he boxed Christian Hammer, and Christian Hammer looked fat. He did look like a slob, to be honest. And he's really like lean, isn't he, Yoka? He's he's not quite like Deontay Wilder. He's not built like a center in basketball terms, but he's like Good. really quite lean and quite fleet of foot. Was you like impressed with him, T? Uh, it's difficult to really glean anything from that fight. It's like um, Hammer is very awkward. I just, it's one of the, I mean, I've never really seen, I've not seen Yoko fight since the Olympics, so I don't really know where where he is. He's had um, issues of missed drug tests, so maybe he's not quite a shot. Maybe he needs to keep himself busy. But it's difficult to really glean anything from that fight. I don't think a fight with him and Joyce excites me in any way yeah. but i get the logic for yoko calling that fight out because maybe from his point of view it's winnable and it might get him a title shot but it's difficult to tell is like um it's just one of those ones where the stars weren't a good mix and the fight kind of um bore that out did you guys see um what happened after the danny jacobs gabriel rosado fight with the announcement of the winner <laughs> no god did you see it al I say? haven't seen it, but I've heard people talking about it. Yeah, so basically, just to inform everybody, so it was a terrible fucking fight. Awful. It awful, was. Awful, awful fight. Yeah. Um, and then it goes to the cards. It's obviously close because it's so awful. Um, and the announcer says, reads the scores out, and then says, the winner from Philadelphia, <laughs> which <laughs> is Gabe Brazado. But then he, after he says Philadelphia, he says Philadelphia, Brooklyn, New York. Oh <laughs> and he God. says Danny Jacobs. So Gabe Rosado is already on the on the turnbuckle thinking he's fucking won. Um, oh, no. And yeah, yeah. And then it's quickly turned around into Brooklyn, New York. And Danny Jacobs is like, fuck, thank God for that. Oh, it was awful. It really, really was. That guy needs to do something else. He needs to find something else to do for a living. Um, but, you know, we move on. Uh, this weekend is pretty packed uh, in terms of boxing. Well, there's a lot of fights. I'm not sure they're all amazing, but there's a lot of fights. Um, there's Saunders Murray. Um, are we just expecting Saunders 120-108 three times, chaps? Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We move on. Should we move on? <laughs> yeah, Look, I don't want to disrespect Martin Murray. He's one of the toughest no. people out there. But... yeah. You know, it's 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 a marriage. This fight is a convenience fight more than anything else. You know, it's easy to make. It's a name. 
it's easy it's relatively easy for Billy Joe you know I'm, I'm sure Martin Murray would have would have trained kept himself in decent shape and he'll 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 go all out for it um and he probably deserves this fight after it after it fallen through twice you know let him have it but yeah we all know what it is yeah I, I think you know I saw that um Zach Parker's on the um undercard and he uh, we've seen him box a couple of times because he's usually on the WBSS undercards. And yes. he, I was pretty sure he was the mandatory for Billy Joe Saunders. Um, but I was kind of surprised he didn't get the fight. Um, but I guess he just has, doesn't have the name that Martin Murray does. No, it's got to um, be that. But Martin Murray's just such an uninteresting human being. And I'm sure he's a lovely <laughs> guy, but I just have yeah. no interest in watching him fight. Um, just... Don't care. I don't think I'll even watch it. <laughs> yeah, the, the last time he's bo- he boxed a you know a bigish fight was Hassan and Dam, and he lost. And Hassan and Dam's you know he shot to bits. And you know, like you said, you know, Martin Murray's a you know honest pro, and he was you know unlucky in the Sergio Martinez fight. And yes, he kind of got fucked over by Billy Joe Saunders, you know, pulling out a couple of times. But yeah. you know, like Alex is always saying, you know, in this COVID kind of world there's not really time to fuck around with messing around fights, you know, you know, you know, I think, but it seems Billy Joe Saunders is always happy to have a, you know, kind of a messing around fight. I think the fight that everyone's kind of excited for this weekend is Errol Spence Jr. against Danny Garcia. Um, Yes. Al, how do you kind of feel? Do you worried for Errol Spence? I am. Yeah, I am. Because, because you don't know, it's the unknown, isn't it? In terms of, of uh where he's at you'd like to think that um you know if there was anything that was a, a serious concern he wouldn't this this it wouldn't be happening and he would be going into a you know what a relatively easier fight you know you'd say um but it's yeah i am i i, I am worried for him because i'm we're you know i'm and we all are a massive errol spence fan um and i just want him to be brilliant again <laughs> And and hopefully that's what will happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean Danny Garcia is is someone that can that can take you to places that you don't want to be in terms of intensity, in terms of you know having to be calm, collected to to ride through bits of intensity. Um, and that's just what I hope he's still got, like that calmness. Um. Mm-hmm. and uh yeah so yeah i'm worried but i'm also very intrigued and that's what makes it doubly doubly interesting so i'm looking forward to it yeah it's for the um wbc and ibf welter titles you know the the last the last time we saw you know errol spence was you know last september when he boxed sean Porter in a cracker to be honest it was a really really good fight you could see why T. You can see why perhaps they've gone for a Danny Garcia because he he's not always he's not like a Sean Porter, is he? He's not gonna make you work every second of every round. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, and they're two fighters where I guess no one knows where they are, where their level is really. Um Garcia's kind mm. of had a few razor thin decisions before losing to was it Thurman, then he lost to um Porter after that. Sean so Porter. Isn't it isn't yeah. it? Yeah, he, so it's a very very intriguing fight for for the pair of them. I think it's um, if it wasn't in a pandemic, I think that fight will probably do good numbers um, in terms of ticket sales. But no, I'm very excited. I don't know. It's it's a difficult one to call. I guess it all depends on what what Spence has left. How badly was he affected by 
by the accident. But what I wanted to point out was um, we talked about how fighters are brought along, you know, with Dubois maybe having to fight too soon. I think Spence, looking at his record, is kind of perfect how he was brought along, really, because he, you know, we all know about um, Leonard Bundu, and yeah, you know, that was actually, you know, that was almost not 50-50, probably exaggerating a bit. I mean, he only lost um, once at that point, but he fought Algeria, um, and Bundu before fighting Kerbrook for the world title. So, I think he's, I think you look at um, Spence's record, he just fought, he just fought pretty much everyone, and I think if he beats Garcia. That's got to be putting pressure on Crawford now. Crawford said he doesn't need Spence, but come on for fuck's sake. Who are you fooling? Yeah, he he does need Spence. He needs... Terence Crawford needs PBC. He needs Al Heyman. He may not need Errol Spence, but he needs Al Heyman big time because there's nothing going on for him on his side of the street. He needs to get over to Al Heyman and fight Danny Garcia, Sean Porter, Mikey Garcia... Keith Furman, Manny Pacquiao, like that's where all the best 147 pounders are. I know, and that may might hurt his feelings, and that might hurt Bob Aram's feelings, but those are just the facts, really. There's no one really over, over there that that's really interesting or is really like legacy defining for for Terence Crawford. Really, he needs the Errol Spence fight, uh, especially and but as well as Keith Furman and Sean Porter. I'd love to see Sean Porter against Terence Crawford. I think that'd be fucking brilliant. Yes, um, I agree. With Al, that. What should, yeah, go on. Go on, Al. What's um? They're yeah, gone. Sorry. What? What are you asking me? <laughs> what do you think of the What's fight? What's your gut feeling? Or what do you think? Uh, of the fight? Um, who, who's winning? Uh, I, I I think Spence. You know, let's let's take it as given that he's eighty <clears> percent <throat> of what he was. I think that's enough, and I think he'll um. I think he'll probably. I think it'll go the distance, and I think he'll probably be quite comfortable. One well, like one seventeen, one eleven, one of those ones kind of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what I'm basing it on of him being in a decent state. Um, and I, he must be. You know, he's not. He's not probably not short of of cash and. You know, if it was really an issue, could he could he just walk away? I mean, who knows? But yeah, I, I think it I think it'd be alright if it's eighty percent of the error spence that there was before. No problem. I could see yeah. a, I could see a late finish actually for in Spencer's favour. Spence and Crawford are probably two of the best finishers in the business, and I think if he has Garcia in any sort of trouble, he might do him in. Garcia's got a very very good chin. Uh, I think we saw. I think in a Thurman yeah. fight, I don't know, how, I don't know how, he went, how he didn't go down in round one, I think it was in the Thurman fight, but I think if Spence yeah. has him in any yeah. trouble, he could get him out of there. I think if it was a normal Errol Spence and this, none of this had happened, I'd, 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 that would be the only outcome I could see happening. Um, yeah. I'm just thinking maybe a little bit pragmatically, perhaps. Yeah, no. yeah. I was just looking, Danny Garcia's 32 now, which yes. isn't, it's not old, but it's not it's not young for a welterweight. He's, you know, welterweights, you know, you know, the, the smaller they are, the earlier they seem to finish. It's just how, how it seems to be. Um, you know, like Nadido Donaire being 38 and still a wicked bantam is like a freak. I love um, the ages, right? I, I love looking at like the top tens and seeing like what the average age is. Cause it, it always, surprises <laughs> me. it always surprises me. What do you reckon is the youngest age in the heavyweights top 10? Well, it'd be, uh, well, wouldn't it? 23. He's not in the top ten. 
Well, if I tell you Courtois not in it, what what do you think is the youngest age? I think it'll be Anthony Joshua. I think Anthony Joshua. Joshua is 31. Yeah, you know, you're 31? right. No, you're right. 31 is the youngest age. It's Anthony oh. Joshua and Andy Ruiz, 31. That's the oh, youngest yo. in the top, uh, top 10. This is why uh, I get paid. Top 11. <laughs> the, next, the next youngest uh, at, 12 and, at 12 and 13 on BoxRec, for example, is Joseph Parker and Tony Yoka, both at 28. Yeah, they're not really up there yet. Uh, I think some of the one, uh, I think, uh, I think bad left hook, they've got Hergovic in their top 10. Um, but I don't see him as a top 10 heavyweight yet. I think there's too many fighters with too many good wins really to rank Hergovic that high. Um, same with, I think even Joyce, I think Joyce would squeeze in. I think he would he would maybe squeeze in the top 10. I'm not sure he yeah. even he would be in the top 10. But, um, okay, excellent. Yeah, I kind of, T, you you expecting Spence to win as well? I'm going to say late win. I'm going to gonna throw a bit of a Hail Mary late win at round 11. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, it could be one of those where Garcia, you know, looks old. You know, he's he's not the most active fighter. And like Al says, if... if um, if Spence is the fighter he was or close to the fighter he was, then yeah, you'd expect him to to be too much for Danny Garcia. But I think it's it's a good fight. I think it's an interesting fight. It's smart on PBC's part because if if um, Danny Garcia if, if Spence isn't the fighter he was and he loses to Danny Garcia, then it's one of their big names that that claims the titles and he can claim the big comeback. And so it's it means you can create the Furman rematch, you can create a Porter rematch. You can, yeah, it makes absolute sense that they've thrown him in with a guy like Danny Garcia instead of throwing him, throwing him in with a, with a random. Uh, so, yeah, it makes absolute sense. Um, that's about that, chaps. Um, yeah, that is about it. There's obviously Anthony Yard and Lyndon Arthur as well. Are we expecting Anthony Yard to win that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, but he's another one. I mean, he took a, I think you may have mentioned on the pod with um, Zanon about him and um, Barazzi. Hopefully we'll see that fight late next year. Yeah. I think uh, I think everyone wants to see it, and I guess all roads point to uh, Barazzi winning that. Yeah, so that'd be an interesting fight. Al, do you think there's any chance that Frank Warren sticks some laxatives in Lyndon Arthur's food so he's fucked up and Anthony Yard can't win? Or Anthony uh, Yard wins? I mean, it, do you think it, he's going to do absolutely everything to protect him? Yeah, I mean, it would be a <laughs> a bad bad month uh, if they end up. Having to have uh, Yard and Dubois put uh, fall down the the snake rather than climb the ladder, it'd be a bad month for yeah. for Uncle Frank. But I don't see that happening, so I think we'll be all right. All right. TG, you expecting any Tonya Harding kind of escapades going on? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe Billy Joe Saunders <laughs> gets gets kneecapped and it's a mess another fight. What other boxing podcast would you get an ice skating reference? It's just not going to happen anywhere else. Um, thanks for that, chaps. Appreciate your time. And we will talk again soon. Yeah. Later. Ciao. All right. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chum. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.